Welcome to the Playful Spirituality Podcast, a place to reconnect to spirit, to reclaim your unbridled wildness, and to bring you home to you. I'm Cara Viana, and I'm honored to be on this adventure with you. This is a place to discover your magic and your superpowers. And yes, you definitely have them. It's designed to tap you into the unconditional love and support flowing to you and to help you access that wild, unbridled joy that we so often lose touch with. You can expect all sorts of resources from spiritual and practical tools and teachings to guided meditations and energy healing. We'll have some special guests and even some live readings. This show is for all of us who are humaning to help you navigate this ride of life. If you are open to a little more support, more ease, a broader connection to the universe and to yourself, then stay tuned and find out what might be possible with an infusion of playful spirituality. Today, I thought we would talk about coming to terms with your manifestation. So you're sitting in a place where you've created something and now you have to get up to speed with it which is kind of a funny thing to say. I realized a few years ago that, oh, wow, I spend a lot of my life coming to terms with my manifestation. And usually we say that phrase, I'm coming to terms with something, about something that's maybe not so good. I'm talking about coming to terms with the good stuff. And this is actually way more common than we realize. We've heard that um, statistics about lottery winners how some huge percentage of people who win the lottery are right back to their same financial situation within two years of having won that money or something like that. And we did an episode a while ago. It was episode 26 and it was called Your Miraculous Nervous System and the Rewiring of It. And I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to listen to that one. It was really, really cool stuff. So Part of what happens is that when something big and dramatic and good happens in our lives, we don't know how to be that yet. So let's pretend you win the lottery. You get some really big chunk of money. You're not used to that. Your nervous system is maybe tuned toward financial stress or insecurity. And that's where it feels safe. That's its little safe window right? The envelope that your nervous system knows how to operate inside of. Or you could say the envelope that you know how to operate inside of. This is what's normal and comfortable to you. And when you take a leap that far outside of your own life, so far outside of your own comfort zone, your own little envelope, it can really sort of like feel like it blows open your nervous system. You don't know how to feel safe in this. You don't know how to operate in it. Everything is really unsettled and you're not sure why because everyone's telling you this is so good and this is what you wanted and what's going on and we do that on a much smaller scale when we create good things in our life often some new promotion will come and we'll downplay it or we'll say oh it's so exciting this great thing happened but and then we'll talk about all the crappy things in our life and I finally understand just recently I'm understanding that this is part of why we are so shitty 
at bragging and celebrating. I really thought that was just a, I mean, we're terrible at it collectively. I thought that all came from a, we don't want people to think, we don't want to seem egotistical or full of ourselves or whatever, right? Bragging is supposed to be a bad word. But I actually think what's interesting is when I teach people about the power of celebration, the power of bragging, the power of why, from an energetic standpoint, this is one of the most important things you can be doing. Even when they conceptually understand that, it it feels impossible to them or they really struggle at it. Then I give examples in my groups. Let me show you what it looks like. Let's try it. Let's practice it. And celebration, let's pick something to celebrate. Um, There was a rainbow outside my office 15 minutes ago. Had to stop what I was doing, get up and take a video. A huge, complete rainbow. So if I was going to celebrate that, I would tell you about the vibrant colors and how I watched it come up in a moment when I was starting to feel angsty and cranky. And I knew it was a message and knew that the message was, we got you, we're here. And I breathed into this rainbow and I stopped and I paused and it was so beautiful. And I watched the rainbow shift and change. I watched the colors deepen and thicken. I felt connected. I love that reminder. I felt gratitude for the place I live because there's rainbows there like all the time. And then later I watched that rainbow collapse sort of, um, but like it's real squatty because the clouds came lower. And so the rainbow went like it was getting flat, 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 flat. And then it was almost not quite, but almost a straight line across the ground, which I haven't seen rainbows like that till I moved to Maui, these weird flat, low rainbows, almost no arch at all, just almost a straight line right across the ground. So see, that was celebration about something little. But here's the way that people do it when they celebrate. Oh, it was so cool. There was a rainbow outside my window and it was really pretty. And I got to take a picture of when I got up, I had to walk around this big thing on the floor. So that was kind of annoying because we're redoing our flooring and, and my office is like a disaster zone right now. So I'd walk around this thing and then I stubbed my toe. And then while I was going there, I was thinking, I'm so glad there's a rainbow because man, was I having a rough day. Man, was I feeling tired. I was, and then they go off on this story about why they were feeling tired or why they were cranky or whatever it is. So celebration automatically veers into the crummy stuff. Well, it was really so good that I want to celebrate how nice it was that somebody stopped and pulled over and helped me change my tire the other day when I had a flat tire. Can you celebrate how great it was that someone came to help you without going into the story about how crappy it was that you got a flat tire? We don't do that. We really, really, really don't know how to sit in the vibration of celebration. And the reason I teach people that celebration is so important is because. Let's imagine that you were in a restaurant and instead of ordering off the menu, the restaurant staff had to guess what you want. And they were serving you basically bite by bite. Not like here's a meal, but bite by bite. So they would bring out a little plate of food and it would have one bite on it and you would take a bite. And if it was something that you really liked, you needed to let them know. And if it was something that you didn't really like, probably didn't want to let them know that you liked it, right? 
So the smart thing to do would be when they're bringing things that you like, continually say, mm, 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 and rub your belly or, or whatever, right? No pants while I'm loud. You can't point and nod. You just have to be effusive about your enjoyment. And then they're going to know and they're going to keep bringing you that. And this is what's happening. I like to say, like, pretend law of attraction. The whole universe is responding. And, it, and, and I know I'm counter, I'm contradicting myself here because I told you that law of attraction always knows your desires. And it does. It does. But it can't let those desires into you until you are in a vibrational alignment with coming to those desires. So feel this. I'm going to try and give you an example with words, but I want you to feel it. Okay. Let me give you an example. I really want, want a new car because my old one is falling apart and it's totally stressful all the time. And when I drive it, I hate that it's messy. It's embarrassing. I pull it into the parking lot and, and it's sputtering. I'm always worried it's not going to start. Sometimes I have to push start it, which is really hard to do in heels. It's been a great car for a long time, but I'm just, it needs to go to a junkyard. I can't even get any money for it for trading. And example number two, I want a new car. I want a car that when I slip into it, no matter what I was thinking about before, I go, mm, because the seat is so perfectly molded to my butt. I want a new car that smells like a new car. I want a new car that is so far beyond reliable, it's pleasurable, that when I start it, it purrs. And when I drive it, I feel like we're one, me and the car and the road. I want a car that's so much fun to drive that I'm not even mad when it's a long drive. I want a car that when I get out of it, I stand up tall and straight and I stretch because it was the most comfortable seat to sit in for that time. I want a car that when my friends and I are gonna go do something, I volunteer to drive. And everyone else jumps on board because they're also excited about the joy of riding in my car. So yes, one of those was more pleasant to listen to, obviously, but can you feel the vibrational difference? And when we sit in celebration, what we're doing is saying loudly to the universe, more of this, please. Let's say that you went on a first date. You went on a first date and it was a really good first date. And you could come back and say, well, friends who know that I went on this date and are waiting to hear, it was a good first date. I actually really kind of liked this person. We had a good conversation. There was some chemistry. I don't want to get too caught up in what it could or couldn't be. I don't want to think too much about it. I don't want to get, I don't know. I'm not sure about this person, but maybe. Or you could come back and say, I just had the best first date. I mean, maybe it was the best first date I've ever had. And regardless of whether this goes anywhere or not, which I don't know, 
I am going to appreciate the heck out of the fact that that was probably the best first date I've ever had. Not only was it not awkward, and I was never checking my watch, what I thought was going to be a 15-minute coffee date wound up being seven hours. We just kept finding new things to do. We spent a whole day together. We both canceled plans because we were just having so much fun for no reason whatsoever. It was like, I forgot all about the fact that I'm out there hunting and looking and trying to find a partner. And I was just appreciating being with a person doing something enjoyable together. We just kept adding on things to do. We had coffee. We sat in the coffee shop for two hours and then we were hungry. So then we went and got food and then we went for a walk. And then we really still wanted to keep talking. So we went bowling or whatever we did. We saw some people with paddle boards. We rented paddle boards and we paddled around, which was totally comical because we didn't have swimsuits. And so it really upped the ante of trying not to fall in. You see what I mean? So you can take this one experience and maybe, maybe you don't even go on a second date. It doesn't matter. But you're in this vibration of celebration. You are opening the floodgates of yourself to let in more of this. You're using something that you're celebrating to put yourself into alignment. You're vibrating celebration and you're saying so powerfully to the universe, more things to celebrate, please. The universe is like, cool, all right. So you're in the vibration of celebration. What can we possibly give you that would make more of that feeling? Hmm. Here's a scratch ticket for 40 bucks. Oh, here's a, um, when you're getting on the subway, like you're going to go to pay and it's going to open before you can pay. So you get like a free subway ride. Here's a, someone gives you their seat and it's a way better seat than you had when you go to see that show later. Here's so celebration, 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 celebration. And the universe is going to start showing it to you in big ways and little ways. It'll start actually amplifying the little things first. So someone's going to send you some great clip from one of those like America's Got Talent or whatever shows. And it's some underdog and they have the best voice ever. And you're going to cry and you're going to feel so proud. And you're going to celebrate that this person got to win this thing. Total stranger. And then all of a sudden, Law of Attraction is going to jog your memory for that time that you were a kid and you scored that goal in that whatever it was game. And you're going to remember that and you're going to feel celebration, be so proud. These things are going to happen quickly. And the more and more and more you can feel this vibration, the more open you're going to be to it, the bigger the celebration things that Law of Attraction can bring to you are going to become. So I am standing, I'm... I'm running on a platform of let's normalize celebration and bragging. And if you listen to the last episode, we're putting play on a pedestal. Okay, so coming to terms with our manifestation. Let me loop back around to this. In my own life, here's what I notice. And this, by the way, is very relevant to me because I'm actually sitting personally in this space right now. There are so many good things going on in my life right now that I'm butting up against my own upper limits. And I'm practiced at letting things be good, 
But the way that expansion works is that we've got our envelope and we keep expanding it and we keep nudging it and we keep getting it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But that's not a thing where we just get to a point we stop, at least not for me. I don't think any of us, I think we would get bored. So we keep expanding this envelope, right? Our comfort zone, our how, how good can we let life be? And maybe it's how much love can we let in? How good can we let relationships be? How good can we let our family dynamics be? How good can we let our abundance be, our relationship to money? How good can we let our home life be, our surroundings? How good can we let our business be? How good can we let our play be, our rest, our restoration, our recovery, our all, all the things? And there are so many big things in my life right now that are things I have wanted for a while that I'm sitting in a place where my nervous system is, is it's crunchy. It's, it's a little, it's a little nervous. And I keep having to come back to the soothing. Once I realized that that's what was happening, that I was hitting these own upper limits and, and I didn't win the lottery. Right. So there wasn't a thing that made it obvious to me. It, there's just so many areas that are so good, that are so expanding that my nervous system is like, yeah, can we let all of life be this good? Can we let all these things be this good? Is that safe? Is there going to be another shoe that drops? Is, uh, should we quickly sabotage something? This is what we do. Should we sabotage something? Should we, what do we do? And once I realized that's what it was, then I realized all the fears and the nerves and things that were coming up we're really based on this. And my only action step is to lovingly nurture and soothe my nervous system. You got this. You're good. Everything's going to be okay. Just breathe. And over and over and over and over and over and over, over time, my nervous system will get used to, okay, this is safe. It is safe for things to be this good. It is safe for things to be this level of X, Y, Z this much love, this much abundant, this abundance, this nice of a place to live, this new baby on the way, this um, living back in paradise where I want to be, this, all of these things. And I think the cherry that kind of went on top of that, or you could say the straw that broke the nervous system's back <laughs> was when I have this really powerful desire come in that as we're pregnant, I wanted to plan a baby moon. I've heard that people do this. They take this big trip while they're pregnant. That's like the big last hurrah of it being just the two of us. And it's not something I had really thought clearly about before, but all of a sudden I started to have this impending, um, understanding maybe is a better word that my travel is about to get really oh, well it's good, about to come to a screeching halt I am going to get grounded not grounded like Kara go to your room but grounded like you don't get to fly I'm about to get grounded because at a certain point in pregnancy you're not supposed to fly anymore and then someone who travels a fair amount. And I didn't realize that that would be a thing that I would be like, whoa, I'm not going to be able to travel. And it wasn't like it freaked me out, but it definitely had me go like, ooh, 
I had this feeling like I should hurry up and appreciate while I can. And then after we got through first trimester, which there was no desire to travel in first trimester, I felt terrible. Then I got to second trimester where I feel amazing. I have all this energy and the idea of traveling sounds so fun. And, you know, my partner and I were old parents. I keep saying this and laughing and I got to stop saying it because people are going to think that I am calling myself old and I'm not. I feel very young. That's why I can say that and laugh because I think it's silly and being playful. But there's some definite perks to being a really young parent. And there's some definite perks to being an old parent. And I have friends who had kids really young. And there were some amazing perks to that. Like they're now hitting 40 and they're free. They're like, kids are moving out. They've got all this, um, they have all this freedom and they're young and they get to enjoy it. And I mean, they're just barely getting started with things and they're, and they're all young and vibrant. There's some perks to being older, however, also, and I have decided to embrace all of those to the fullest that I can. Instead of worrying about the drawbacks of being an older parent um, or trying to get pregnant, I'm going to focus on what are the good parts. And there are some definite great things um, that I very thoroughly appreciate. Like I have done a lifetime worth of inner work. That's stuff I'm not going to pass on to my kid now. Um, I'm in a relationship where we are in such a beautiful, stable place. We've had time together to work through things and get to know each other. We are way more financially stable and grounded than we were when we were younger. Way more mentally stable and grounded, personally. It's not true for all people, but for me, far more now than I was at 20. And we are now in a place in our lives where we have financial freedom, much more so than we did even five years ago. So all of that led me to this, I want to go on a baby moon. And long story short, I decided that the best place to go on a baby moon is going to be Europe. And Europe is a big ass trip from Hawaii. It's fucking far. And in all of this research, there are a million places you're not supposed to travel when you're pregnant. Um, so that limited things. And there are places that, um, anyway, we went round and round about the different places to go. And when we settled on Europe, and we will be traveling six months pregnant, it brought up so much for my partner and I both, but especially for me. Um, it brought up money fears. It brought up money upper limits. We realized that if there was ever a time in life to splurge on like the upgraded business class, fully life flat seats, it's when you're taking a 12 hour flight six months pregnant. It's recommended that you try to keep flights to under like five hours and get up and walk around a lot because there's such a high risk of blood clot during pregnancy. Beyond the fact that it's just extremely uncomfortable. Um, so we decided this would be a great time for us to throw the money in and upgrade and buy these tickets. Well, these are turning out to be the most expensive 
tickets I've ever purchased in my entire life by a lot, by a lot. And I've done some pretty big travel. So that pushed against my upper limits, my upper limits of, can we afford this? My upper limits of, can I even fathom this kind of money? Um, it pushed up against my, who are we to let life be this good? Will this even happen? All sorts of fears have been arising. It's been fascinating to sit back and watch as I personally try to come to terms with my own manifestations. So I want to know if, wait, 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 let me tell you how it feels. In my system, it feels like antsy, nervous, um, not quite anxiety. It's not quite that big. It's like, it's little, it's a little crackly, pops up from time to time. And it's just not a completely at rest nervous system. And once I figured out that's what was going on, then it's this practice of like, can I sue? Can I sue? Can I sue? And especially can I practice letting it be this good? Because if I can take this opportunity to get myself comfortable and get my nervous system tuned to life being this good, I can fucking recreate it again and again and again and again and again. And if I can't, if I have to diminish it and sabotage it in some way and make life not as good, then I don't have this pre-programmed pattern in my nervous system of life being this good. So the stakes get higher. They're the reason for loving myself very tenderly through this is way, way, way higher. And of course, I'm giving this like oh, nod to my very clever higher self that was prodding me to do this trip. Because the trip is about so much more than I think it's about. I, human Kara, think it's about having an adventure. I think it's about filling my love tank. My number one love language is quality time and adventuring. I think it's about my partner and I filling our cup energetically, like so we have a lot of energy before we have to take care of a newborn. I think it's about um, us celebrating this not quite decade, but many, many, many year process of actually getting pregnant. I think it's about us celebrating um, and honoring all the work we put into to this giant move we took this year, which was a lot of work for several years. I think it's about us having romantic time and getting to reconnect with each other and getting ourselves in such a good place in our relationship, even better than it is now, so that when we're in a place where we're not focused on each other at all, we're focused on a baby and maybe we're not sleeping. Um, it doesn't really matter because we're all juiced up in love already. Um, I think it's about all of these things. I think it's about fun and adventure. And, oh, I really think it's about eating good food. I really, really think it's about eating good food because that's one of the glorious things about pregnancy or this pregnancy. I don't know for other people. Food is amazing right now. And the idea of getting to go and eat food in Greece and Italy, where it's already amazing food, when I am in such a state of appreciation about food sounds euphoric to me. So I think it's about all of those things, but my higher self knows this is actually about expanding my capacity. 
this is probably planting the seeds for all sorts of future stuff that she knows about that I don't know about. This is about my whole life getting to the next level of goodness and my nervous system being able to keep up. I'm in a constant state in my life that seems like I'm trying to keep up, trying to keep up with the things that are happening, the good things that are happening. And that doesn't mean there's not shit things that happen. Absolutely. But I really do put a lot of effort into trying to focus on the good things and trying to understand that when something happens that's not the way I want it to happen, there's been a couple of times in this planning process or even leading up to this trip where it looked like it was all going to get canceled. And I was really bummed that this is my love language. And then I stopped and I said, okay, you can have a tantrum about it. And when you're done, when you're, you could be sad or you're mad or whatever you want. And then when you're done, we're going to remember that everything is happening for us, not to us. So if this trip gets canceled, it's because it's for a great reason and it's bringing something better in. Always, every time, ever. So whenever possible, I try to reframe the things that are hard or bad. And I happen to be in a phase in life right now where there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. And there have been phases where there was a lot of hard stuff, a lot of painful stuff. This is a phase where there's a lot of good stuff. And it's fascinating watching myself try to be comfortable with that. And that's my work right now. That is coming to terms with my manifestation. So I would love if you would look around at your life and say, is it possible that some of the things that I'm scared about or cranky about or mad about or, or stressed about or anxious about are actually just my nervous system not quite being up to speed yet with something really good happening? Do Am I actually hitting an upper limit problem as opposed to whatever I thought was going on? And it may be that you actually have so many good things happening or something really good that you've wanted for a long time and your nervous system is just a little bit uncomfortable. It's pushing you outside your envelope of how good things can be. And that's where this feeling of whatever it is, anxiety, fear, nervousness, worry, frustration is coming from. So I hope you found this helpful. I would love to hear if you got an insight from it. You can always email us. Thank you for playing today. My deepest gratitude for you for listening and being part of this podcast. Thank you for sharing and reviewing and sending us your takeaways. I always love it. I do hope you'll join us for the two upcoming brand new courses we have, Manifestation Magic, where you will learn the art of dancing with the universe and letting life be greater than you ever dreamed. Followed by For the Love of Money, where you get to blossom into the next level of money, abundance, financial security, or wealth by healing the layers of what limits you, expanding your capacity, adjusting your upper limit, and evolving your personal relationship with the energy of money. You can register for one or you can save when you bundle them together. The links to find out more are right in the show notes. 
By the way, we have set up some free gifts for you. So if you haven't received those yet, head over to caraviana.com and download them now. There's some goodies, including a guided meditation and an energy healing. With my deepest love, salud to all that you are and all that you are becoming.